0: Welcome to Because and Effect, a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation, where we talk to people about the causes they care about and the effect that it has on their lives. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Today's guest is our youngest guest that we've ever had on Because and Effect, but she's already an incredible philanthropist and community leader. Divya Sharma has been involved in philanthropy for years and has lent her talents to many incredible organizations and causes in our city. I sat down with Divya to talk about how youth today are leading our communities, what it's been like growing up during the pandemic and where her work ethic and sense of generosity comes from.
1: Thank you for listening to the Because and Effect podcast. My name is Nolan Bicknell, and I'm now joined via Zoom by Divya Sharma. Divya is a current student at the University of Manitoba and the former Youth in Philanthropy participant and an award-winning philanthropist at only the age of how old, Divya? 18. 18 years old and already winning awards for for her generosity. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Nolan, and I'm always happy to work with the Winnipeg Foundation, uh, my top favorite organizations in Winnipeg.
1: Well, thank you so much. Um, so I was, I did a quick Google of your uh, your your life and your world, and you've been awarded by the United Nations. You've been awarded by the Lieutenant Governor Janice Philman, You've been awarded by National Philanthropy, the Association of Fundraising Professionals. You're an absolute legend already at 18. So my first question is how's school going?
2: School has been a crazy transition. Um, coming out of high school to university and first year after the pandemic um, has definitely been, uh, you know, a new challenge. But uh, I think problem solving is what philanthropists do. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm currently working on.
1: Yeah. Well, what are you taking in university, first of all?
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a bachelor's of arts in global political economy. Um, and it basically just once again, I feel like the title is very self explanatory, but um, I'm very happy to be involved in a way where you can learn about the world and um, from different perspectives. So that's uh, one, one of the um, bigger programs that I'm taking.
1: So when you become prime minister, can I have a job in your cabinet or how does that work?
2: And we can like run (laughs) together, we can totally like match the campaign.
1: Excuse me. if, If people have heard this podcast before, they might can tell that I've got a bit of a cold right now. And I'm sorry for that. My voice is a little silly. But uh, we're gonna do it. I, I had to have a chance to talk with you, and we've been. I feel like we did, we've we've uh, postponed this a couple times, so it's good to finally get to talk to you. And I mean, we've talked before numerous times exactly. and stuff. But but yeah. So what what has been the hardest transition from high school to university so far? Like what what surprised you about it that you didn't expect?
2: I think a lot of it is just um, being independent and on your own. Mm-hmm. The the professor isn't there to hold your hand, um, and the amount of effort you put in is the the fruit that you'll reap and get back so um, I think it's been like that transition to maturity really understanding uh, the dynamics and how to balance your life making sure that you're taking care of your um, not only your physical health but mental health and uh, making sure that you're on top of your readings because those pile up very fast
1: Mm -hmm. no kidding Mm -hmm. um so where did where does this work ethic and this not like you're already so mature for an 18 year old where does this come from did your parents start hammering? this into your head when you were like six years old like you gotta be mature like how did do, where does this all come from
2: mm-hmm. i think a big reason for by i guess you know go 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 attitude and saying yes to things is definitely my planner it keeps me organized probably one of my favorite items that i can't live without um it's just just knowing that there are things that can be solved and just having that ability you know this is not happening the way that should be. How do I approach it from an activist perspective, a philanthropist uh, uh, perspective, a student perspective, um, a community member's perspective, like all those different things. And I think just fitting in those pieces to align yourself better as a person with your values. And then, of course, pursuing education. But beside that, I think just really gets you going
1: I really truly believe that education is the solution to most of the world's problems like straight up if you have an educated um, community it's going to just be better for everyone involved Um, from the youth's perspective you know I don't get to talk to many youths these days Um, how do you think things are going in Winnipeg how do you think things are going in Canada and how do you think things are going in the world like what, what are you and your friends all seeing and and is is there a sense of optimism? Is there a sense of pessimism? Are you worried about the you know the environment, the the political landscape? What what's how speak for speak for all uh, all youth right now, Divya, and tell me how how the kids are doing these days.
2: Mm -hmm. I think uh, there's a lot of ambition and drive still present uh, within youth. And once again, my big Winnipeg Foundation quote was, youth are not only the future, but we're the today um, and we are the change that the world aspires to see. So I think there's still that fire within youth to create that change uh, about Uh, The injustices that we often see around us, Um, specifically alluding to, I guess, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I actually just uh, talked, interviewed uh, in regards to the COP27 uh, summit that's Mm -hmm. happening how I guess the COVID-19 pandemic had pushed uh, some of the climate crisis talk back and rightfully so I mean it was an economic crisis and as we're coming out of it there's different priorities for the government and I think um it's very important that youth are aware of um you know the environment around them and I think a lot of people are keeping up once again like as we emerge out of the pandemic I think people in general and specifically youth are getting back on their feet and it's, it's no easy transition. I think youth are, today are very resilient and hardworking. Um, the universities opened up. I see so many people on campus and it just makes my heart happy that, you know, people continue to persevere, although there are challenging times and it's, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. I wanted to ask you about going through your, you know, basically your, your most formative years, six or you know 15 to 18 through a global pandemic like you didn't get to go see your friends like did you have a graduation or just maybe just talk about what the pandemic was like graduating and going through your your senior years uh either on zoom or from home or how, how did that all what was that experience like Mm-hmm.
2: So, first of all, I was very lucky to have a graduation. Um, I never thought I would say that because I thought, you know, everyone gets a graduation. Mm-hmm. But um, now that I look at it. I am very grateful. I'm glad that I don't take it for granted. Um, Back in grade nine, I was so excited to go into grade 10. And I'm like, wow, like next, like we're going to be grinding in high school. It's going to be amazing. Um, things are going to be on top of the world. And then throughout, like once the first semester had finished of grade 10, the pandemic had hit. And I think um that was that was just, you know, out of the blue. And I, I just remember talking to my grade twelve friends at the time and they were just like they were in a lot of shock and disappointment, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just some of them had bought their grad dresses that were worth like eight hundred dollars. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Um, but I think it's just that ability to, you know, put that like behind and, and persevere through that um, and then obviously for my 2020 year I think that was a huge year for me in, in regards to um, really discovering like the potential that youth have mm-hmm. uh, just with the care packages that were created um, I think I got connected with a lot of youth over Canada um, and just realizing that you know young people are willing and able to you know create such a big initiative and really work at it um and that year i think really changed um a lot in me in once again realizing that potential piece Mm -hmm. um and you know as grade 11 and grade 12 progressed um i was very fortunate enough to be a part of the student council and various clubs at school um, model united nations rotary youth and philanthropy um all of those and i think um those were such a big like stepping stone and like a like a um a way to really envision what the future can be like without um without the pandemic mm-hmm. the pandemic had put so many restrictions yet we through these clubs we were able to continue a normal lifestyle where we were able to interact with friends and still work on initiatives and things we were passionate about um so i think those were just incredible opportunities um and once again that role of youth in there was just the perfect added piece
1: yeah your generation is kind of forged in of in fire you know like you are going to be some tough badasses having gone through the pandemic and still found a way to help others still found a way to like connect with one another what do you think is going to be your um your your white whale like your big focus for your generation as far as like Um, problems that you want to solve or or issues that you want to uh, really spend time on? Mm -hmm.
2: I think uh, the climate change crises will always, I think, will be Mm -hmm. at the forefront. Um, Just recognizing that it's real. I once again, like when I when I talked about this, it's it's just. Uh, it's hard to see the generation before us um, sometimes even denying that climate change Mm -hmm. exists some of the world leaders you like outright just saying Mm -hmm. oh climate change isn't important and then we see uh, you know bigger corporations and everything that aren't holding um, accountability and they're like oh like you should be making personal changes and I'm all for that like um, I like I'm a vegetarian and I try to take the bus as often as I can and I try to make sustainable choice in, in my own life but when you see bigger corporations just you know polluting and um doing so, there's only so much an individual can do i think it's important to hold the bigger companies accountable for their actions because they have major stakes in what happens on a day-to-day basis Hell
0: yeah!
2: Um, and then right along with that goes indigenous reconciliation i think that that is they
1: kind of go hand in hand
2: exactly it's just the probably the number one priority that us as canadians and honestly around the world like we need to reconcile with indigenous peoples and really uh, look at it not only from a monetary perspective but from a respect perspective and really bringing back the values um that were carried uh you know in 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 the histories and you know they need to persevere to this day and uh coming back to i guess university in the course that i'm taking uh global political economy we talked about the importance of um recognizing that sometimes you know that we try to put out this narrative that uh we're all in this together and we are and climate change does affect everyone but there's a disproportionate effect on some groups and oftentimes those are racialized groups uh gender diverse folks um so like there's just so many different layers to that so recognizing privilege i think is another very important piece. I think um, a lot of companies today are doing a great job of um, implementing and breaking down those barriers. Uh, but oftentimes, if we look at the top of the top leadership, mm-hmm. that change needs to happen on that level as well, because we often see that change on a lower level. But unless we change leaderships and the way that we view things, including more women, once again, ge- gender diverse folks, racialized people, so that um, young people can see that change, mm-hmm. whether that's within teaching, uh, business uh non- non-pro- the nonprofit sector, and so many others, uh, I think that would really inspire young people to s- envision themselves in those particular roles.
1: very well said, as always. I love talking to you for just that reason um, so i'm thirty seven I kind of grew up before the internet existed, and I've gotten to see the transition of like what technology has done and what we also haven't implemented you know like I feel like there's a lot of systems and a lot of industries and a lot of organizations that haven't taken technology um, by the reins a little bit and used it to to affect change in a positive way. I'm curious what your you know, like being born with the internet already in full swing and, and you, you, you don't know a world without it and you don't know a world without sort of smartphones and all this technology constantly swirling around us. I'm wondering what the role of technology, what role do you see technology having? What are some of its pitfalls in the future when it comes to political organizing, organizing and everything? And what are some of its benefits and how have you used technology to kind of help your work and help connect you with other youth and, and other generations as well?
2: Mm -hmm. um that's definitely a loaded question i think there's so many um ways to approach it so i guess first of all i try to think of uh, my grandparents and they like some i just taught them how to like use whatsapp and like (laughs) how to you know accept a phone call and whatever Uh, so that's been a crazy transition i think and it's um i guess it's amazing to see how much technology has changed our world are you
1: are you patient with them when when they don't get things
2: i try to be (laughs)
1: I, I, always, with- I remember because my mom's the same thing. She, she refuses to get a cell phone and she has her iPad and stuff. And I just have you just have to remember she, you know, they taught you how to use a spoon. They taught you how to, you know, how to dress yourself and stuff. Yeah. So you have to be patient, but anyways, continue.
2: Exactly. Um I once again it's such a it's so like drastic what they had. And sometimes they even think about like their times and once again that peace about indigenous reconciliation and how uh people used to live back then and how um you know I don't like socialistic life wasn't and, mm. and there wasn't that idea of capitalism and people trying to like, you know, capitalize on just their personal gain. It was people living together in harmony and working uh together. And then of course with innovation and technology being introduced, that definitely changed. Um for the better or for the worse i think uh there's a lot of once again layers to that from an economic perspective from an indigenous perspective from a racialized group perspective mm-hmm. a colonizer's perspective there's so so much to i guess uh debunk from that mm-hmm. uh, but in i guess in today's particular world i'm personally very grateful for technology i think it definitely has a its pitfalls but um i love connecting with my grandparents back in india you mm-hmm. know that's probably one of the best things i do in my entire day uh and then and then i guess like during the pandemic specifically i just like it's so hard to imagine if we didn't have zoom mm-hmm. we would just be at home doing absolutely <laughs> nothing I probably would have gone crazy <laughs> um, but so that and, and that's like the whole piece where it's like it, it does offer that connectivity but sometimes when even at school and you know some of my friends are eating lunch uh, they'll go on their phone and they're like look at BeReal real or TikTok or Instagram and I think that's where that pitfall happens where people are so connected to their phones and connected through their phones which isn't necessarily a bad thing but I think there has to be some sort of limitation where it's like if you're sitting with with someone you're present in mm. the moment, and i like i try my best to often just put my phone away put it on like do not disturb so that uh, when i'm there i'm really just focusing on what is happening right now um so connecting in that way. And then um, for small businesses, I think, and even for big uh, organizations and nonprofits even, uh, it's allowed us to get the word out there about events, fundraising opportunities, volunteering opportunities. Uh, so I think uh, connection in that piece has also been really great where we're able to spread the word to so many people. And uh, coming back to the uh, Care packages project that I did, I would have never been able to connect with so many youth all over mm-hmm. Canada, if it weren't for technology. So there are definitely, um, downfalls to technology. But I think if we use it in the right way, where we are connecting people and uh, ensuring that it's used in a way that benefits society, I think uh, there can be so much done with it.
1: Well said, as always. Um, what's your dream position? Like what, what, what kind of a job or what kind of a role would you think would be perfect for you in like 10 years? Where do you see yourself?
2: I think you're better at asking questions than I'm good at answering. <laughs> These are crazy questions. Um, okay, so there's a lot of options i think uh so i guess after my uh global political economy bachelor's i definitely do want to pursue a master's um whether that's in law public administration and MBA, something that's more so a, a leadership role just because um it's been such an important aspect of my life and i want to ensure that um i preach what um, i <laughs> do as i preach mm-hmm. um or I'm able to step in the leadership position and make sure that I'm setting the right um standard and uh, right precedent for y- the younger generation that's coming up, um, in terms of positions. Um, I would once again leadership. I think is really important. Um, in any aspect, once again, law, politics, diplomacy, international. Uh, you know, development, any of those. Um, and I'm very grateful that uh I have the opportunity to be, uh, be on several boards, and I want to continue doing that on the side as well.
1: So one of the, I'm not sure if you're on Can you's board, but you are on the committee to talk to, for their 10th anniversary now. Um, uh. I love Can You. We we've been and I know you're working with Kate Friesen as well on the on this anniversary. Maybe just tell us a little bit about what's co- happening on November 24th. Was it? 22nd. 22nd. All right. Yeah. yeah. Go
0: ahead.
2: Yeah. So, first of all, um, I've been involved with CANU since I was in grade five. Um, It was such an important aspect of my life when I came to Canada. And um, through the years, I've, you know, severed several roles, whether that's uh, being a participant or a mentor. And currently, I'm working as staff um, on the or- CANU Stories Gala Organizing Committee. It's quite a mouthful, mm-hmm. but um, I think... It makes it so, so special just because um, I'm able to now be in the in the boots of those um, or help the youth whose role I was once in. Um, mm-hmm. So we're fundraising not only just uh, for financial for the financial piece, but also just to spread of awareness about how incredible can you is and how it's changed so many lives. Um, and once again, it's on November 22nd. Um, Tickets are still up for purchase. There's sponsors available and so, so much more. Um, and it's uh, just an important project um, encapsulating the 10th anniversary of uh, Can You uh, being present in the world. Um, and it's not just your typical gala. It's a stories gala where young people, mentors, uh, community leaders, Zoo is one of them. Uh, Ogo from Zoo he'll be um, emceeing right alongside of me. And we're able to share our stories and our experiences experiences in the community and how can you really helps bridge that together and all thanks to the one foundation were funded and that's incredible
1: yeah i love can you so for tickets can you canada that's c-a-n-u the letter u canada.org stories gala or just type in can c-a-n uppercase u and you'll be able to find the link there uh yeah i love roger i love can you it's such a cool program how does it feel when you are now you know Uh, you've gone through CANU since grade five, you're, you're now one of the, you know, senior youth, senior young adults, and you get to sort of pass along your knowledge and and be a bit of a mentor. Now, how how does that feel when you kind of see youth coming up and you get to help guide them through their experiences as well?
2: Mm -hmm. So I actually had my first uh, senior mentor sessions uh, last week. uh, And oh my gosh, when I see these kids coming in and I'm like, I looked like that. I was so tiny and they're so (laughs) adorable. And they have like these, the sparkle in their eyes, and they're so willing and uh, capable of learning. And they, it's just a passion. And it's, it's just incredible to see the, the transition. It's crazy to imagine how uh, the, the years just went by like this. But I'm once again, very grateful for CANU and the Winnipeg Foundation for just being there and just, um, you know, being such a great support system to develop me into the individual and the leader I am today.
1: Awesome, I love it if you ever need anything in the world just let me know like you like i said when you're prime minister i will be a soldier I got your back forever whatever you whatever when you say jump i'll say how high because i honestly see such a an important spark in you and, and in your eyes and the optimism that you show and like the just the knowledge you've already acquired even before getting all this education that's gonna that you're gonna get to gobble up in university it's going to be amazing yeah uh what what have you what what's been the the best part of university so far you've only you're only like half a semester in right or or one semester
2: half a semester what's
1: the best part so far
2: um i guess uh just being able to be present and really learning the things that i'm passionate about and really diving deep into the different perspectives i think it's Mm given me a different lens of the world um the different priorities that different people have um, and why things work a certain way like in economics there's different you know approaches to things versus a class like global political economy where we're specifically focusing on you know the global south and colonization and its impacts and indigenous reconciliation and then there's uh things such as statistics and math Mm-hmm. And that's very complicated. Um, and, I'm, you know, there's areas I can improve in and uh, it's it's been a roller coaster ride, but um, I love it nonetheless.
1: I'm excited for all the connections you're going to make, all the knowledge you're going to gain, all the people you're going to connect with and all the sort of, you know, you're just going to keep on creating a spider web of people and friends and organizations and groups that are just going to strengthen yourself and strengthen the city and strengthen anywhere you choose to live because anywhere that gets you is lucky to have you for sure.
2: Thank yeah. you so much. Of ours. course.
1: So at the end of our time together, we do a little segment called Just Because. It's seven questions all about the causes that you care about and the effect that it's had on your life. You ready to go through those with us? Yes. Okay. So question one is what is the first cause you actually ever remember caring about?
2: Mm-hmm. uh so I guess there's two um and I'll explain why so back home in India um I came to Canada when I was in grade um five so I was nine years old grade four grade five and I remember being in India and I saw my grandpa who's been a huge figure in my life for someone who I can look up to he's my favorite person in the world um my biggest cheerleader and I can talk to him about anything what's his name uh, his name's Amir Chand Sharma cool. and yeah he's it's just, oh, I love him so much. But basically, uh, I I would just often see him giving up so much of his time, and I've heard so many stories, um, of him just, you know, sometimes he would be at a disadvantage, but then he would still go out and help the other person. And I'm like, wow, like that's that's another level of selfness And I, because I I had spent so much time with him, um, I think that ability to help others had fostered within me and we would go to the gurdwar together and you know serve people food um and there would be like these long lines and I would see like people carrying like these huge heavy baskets I'm like why can't I do that and this is like a it's like a five-year-old looking around and being like I want to carry huge baskets and huge like jugs of water to feed to people and I think uh, that's where the the cause really started but I didn't Know what yeah. I was doing per se. And then, when I came to uh, Canada, Terry Fox, he's incredible hero. I really personally look up to him um when i had found out like i had no idea what cancer was and when i found out what you know the disease was my great grandma actually had cancer and uh, she passed away um about a year ago and uh, that was very hard for me um and i and i remember just making that connection really realizing how many lives like cancer has impacted um and at the time i i remember being here and remembering uh you know there's so much that we can do as young people like grade fives were running around in the field and writing down causes on the front of their shirt and saying this is who I'm running for I remember Mm -hmm. writing my grandma's name there um and I I I just it's it's just so powerful knowing that even you know little kids um can make so much change that was another cause that I really cared about
1: You're a legend. I love it. That's great. Uh, Question two. So if money, politics, and logistics were no issue at all, you could just snap your fingers and something would happen. What's the first thing you would do in support of your current cause?
2: Indigenous reconciliation. That no doubt, no question. I think that's the, that that is an answer to so many Mm. of uh, the problems and the issues that we see around us uh, that connection piece once again climate change uh, the monetary and the financial sort of state of the of the uh, of our country and the world as a whole i think just really recognizing all of that um, working on that continuously would be amazing
1: i agree yeah uh, if, if that was something that was more forefront in our minds. I think all of, it would just be like a water or like ripples in the in a, in a lake. Like everything would just kind of fall from that. I think in a lot. In obviously, it's not a silver bullet, and it's not. And even just saying like you can't achieve reconciliation. It's going to be a perm. It's going to yeah. be a forever like journey that we're always on. But I just Mm -hmm. think if we, if more people sort of had that as a priority, then other things would just sort of fall into place a little bit. But yes, Mm -hmm. beautiful answer. Uh, Question three, what's the biggest misunderstanding or stigma about your cause?
2: Okay. Um, I guess there are quite a few causes, but I think uh, youth uh, in specific has been a very key theme uh, for personally me. Uh, And I think a stigma would be that youth are future leaders and when i hear that term it it kind of um,
1: dismisses right now
2: uh, exactly it dismisses what youth are doing currently and in the present and there's so much fire there's uh, so much learning behind uh oftentimes like we'll see uh youth are so better with technology than the older generation there's so much to offer in terms of different perspectives and different creative incentives if you will um That experience of being in a world that's full of technology, I think, uh, and the pandemic, the resilience piece in the pandemic, Mm. there's all these puzzle pieces that youth bring to the table. So when uh, people say youth are future leaders, I'm like, no, like youth are the leaders of today. We have what it takes. We're doing what it takes. um, And we will persevere.
1: I thought I truly believe that we should lower the age of voting to 16. Like why? Like they're I've met 16 year olds just as smart and intelligent and calm and rational as some 40 year olds. Right. So it's like the age thing is a weird, I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation, whole nother podcast. Um, question four, what is a recent victory either personally or professionally that you uh, are proud of?
2: Mm-hmm. I think uh, honestly, the can you stories gala has been uh, a huge, huge um You know, a huge uh, switch in the mindset where I'm like, now I can really uh, envision. Where can yous gonna go? It's it's just been such a crucial part of my life for such a long time, and now being at the forefront, really being able to uh, help youth in a different capacity. I um, mean, this is our first year ever hosting a gala. It's fully focused on stories, and I think uh, that just being able to help with that in, in the capacity that I am has has been a huge change.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. And had had you met Kate before?
0: no well
2: i actually met her at the vital signs and um we talked a little bit but um i was very fortunate enough to meet kate um her storytelling abilities are like insane and i'm like like you should be i'm seeing our event
1: she's a legend yeah that's one person to definitely stay connected to and stay you know working with if you have the opportunity because she's a legend and been on the podcast before uh question five divya what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given
2: Mm -hmm. oh this is super easy
1: Mm -hmm.
2: well it's not easy but i think the first thing that definitely came to my mind is saying yes to opportunities i think the way that you get move forward in life is by saying yes. Um, and Roger Barrington, who's the uh, executive director and founder of CADU, uh, he had told me that life is often like a game of snakes and ladders, mm. where the ladders are the opportunities that you pursue and the snakes are the lessons uh, that, you know, sometimes you have to learn. Um, and I think I've experienced a lot of ladders in my life. Um, I'm very, very, very grateful for them. Um, and that's all because I said yes to one thing and that changed everything.
1: Yeah. I fully agree. Like that's kind of been my life too, is just if doors open, walk through them, you know, you never know when an opportunity is going to come and go. So just be open to things never, you know, and I have so many friends that either said no to things cause they're scared or didn't know or, and, and that's understandable too, but like, just say, yes, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know where you heard that? Or did you just kind of come up with it yourself or what?
2: Um, well basically can you mm. it was so founded on the fact where it was like yes I can it's in, in, in like it's literally in the name like right. can you and uh, when I was like in grade five you just weren't allowed to, weren't allowed to say the word I can't it was always I can and yes I will and just having that ingrained in your head at such a young age like it changes everything
1: it really does yeah yeah the optimism. Is uh is a very infectious thing too. Like a lot of times, people, if if you're surrounded by people who say, "Oh no, we can't" all the time, then that's going to come true. If you if you're surrounded by people who say, "Yes, we can" all the time, that's going to come true. So yeah, that's beautiful advice. So I mean, this is your. I think you're the youngest person to ever have on this podcast. So this is an interesting question. But what advice would you give your ten year old self if you could go back in time and talk to her?
2: Whoa. Um. Yeah. So. I've been in Canada for half of my life and I've been in India for half of my life and I when I was in I when I was I guess uh, 10 I was probably in grade 6 and that uh, was my last year at elementary school and I was making the big transition to middle school Um, and that was probably so intimidating because Mm -hmm. it was like you know, um, there's going to be that change in environment and similar to the change in university, but it just feels, it just felt so much more grand. Um, and I think I was very scared to make connections. Um, mm. And I, if I were to give advice to my younger self, I would say make more connections because, you know, the people that you meet are, have so much to offer I think every person has a lesson every person can give you guidance no matter how old or young they are Um, and I think once again because I said yes to so many things I got to network with so many people and then I met people like you who (laughs) literally changed my life Um, so just saying yes and networking and connecting because it's making that spider web for yourself and for the community and where you live is very important
1: beautiful answer and that's what it is all about it's all about the people like life is people. Like Thank there's you. no, it's not nothing. You're not going to be on your deathbed thinking about how much money you made or how many, yeah. you know, how many goals you scored or how, whatever the thing that you're focused on. It's a, it's the people that you met and how they made you feel and how you made them feel. So yeah, you're already wise beyond your years. I love it. That's why I love <laughs> talking to you. You're the best. Yeah. Uh, so the last question, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> the hardest uh, one
2: This is very hard. Okay. What do I want to be remembered for? Um. Oh, perfect. I think you just answered it. I want to be remembered for the way I made people feel. Um. I want people to feel like that they're in good company. I want them to feel like that uh, they, you know, had a helping hand. That They were able to give back of themselves uh, with me to the community and just feeling connected and uh, having the ability to say yes and really having that shift, change in mentality and that discipline to be like, yes, I can. I will move forward and I will uh, work hard to make sure that society as a whole benefits and me as a person, I grow.
1: Divya, you're a legend already. I can't wait to follow your career and support you in any way that I can. Because uh, every time we talk, I walk away being like, "All right, the world's in good hands. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make things better." So uh, thank you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, thanks for everything you do. You're amazing.
2: Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. And every time I talk to you, I tend to reflect so much on, um, literally everything. And and once again, all the support from the Winnipeg Foundation, I'm so so thankful for. And um, thank you for saying yes to the Winnipeg Foundation. Uh, of course. Um, and thank you for having me today.
1: It's our pleasure. So the Can You Stories Gala is November 22nd, 2022. Go to org slash storiesgala or just type in CAN, capital U in Google. You'll find the stuff there. Uh, Divya Sharma, thanks again for being on the podcast. Thank you.
0: thank you for listening to the show uh special thank you again to Divya for the wonderful chat uh you're a force in our city already and like I said uh, during our chat it's an honor to speak with you and just uh, to be on your team you know <laughs> I really think uh, you got an incredible future ahead of you and I can't wait to see all the uh, incredible work that you continue to do and how you improve our city even more so thanks for everything you do all music on this show is produced and composed by Trenton Burton. You can hear more of his music by searching Trenton Burton on Spotify. Because in Effect is a podcast of the Winnipeg Foundation. You can learn more about the foundation by searching at WPGFDN on all social media platforms or by going to www.wpgfdn.org. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for Because in Effect. We'll see you next week. And remember, in youth we learn, in age we understand. Bye-bye.